the old notes. Let me just uh, get the energy levels up a little bit. Good morning, everyone. It's Thursday. <laughs> Sandwich day or whatever. Are we, are, we, are we ready to go, though? Oh, wait. Crack, crack open the cold one. Oh. Any good? That was excellent. Welcome to Clash Spiracy, the only podcast where doodles on the prison cell walls are admissible in court. Clem, <laughs> can you tell the fine people at home what we do here? What we do is we clash conspiracies. I'll tell a conspiracy. James will tell a conspiracy. And then what we'll do is we'll pit them against each other in the ultimate battle of which is the superior conspiracy theory. Based on a criteria of James. Oh, geez. I didn't, I didn't study. I didn't study for this. Uh, <laughs> something about uh, some sort of Peter Pan thing. The Hook, which is the believability of a conspiracy. We have the Deep Impact. These are all, uh, I believe, copyright, trademark free, by the way. Anyone can use these titles and not get in any legal trouble. Deep Impact is the implications behind the conspiracy, if they are true, how much they'd affect the average person, the world at large. And then we have the category formerly known as Inception, which is kind of like the X Factor, or just how cool it is, how how neat it is. Is that, was that good? Tell me I did I think good. that was a perfect summary. <laughs> that was an absolutely <laughs> adequate summary. Perfect, yeah, I was going to say perfect. We can dial it down to, to adequate. So are two, well... Our two hot conspiracies today, James. Do you want to start, or shall I start with the the actual conspiracy discussion? I I drew the COVID straw out of the cup last week, and I decided to focus on the pandemic video, which kicked off a bunch of conspiracy theories and soccer moms on Facebook. My members of my own family really stand this video, and so I figured I'd check it out. See what kind of wacky, fun uh, information I could find. And I really thought that a 26-minute video would not be enough for this podcast. But there is so much shit crammed in it that I have plenty of notes. And I am worse for wear after having watched it. Have you watched it at all, Clem? I didn't want any spoiler, spoiler alerts, you know. I want the words from your mouth to be as fresh as the day that they were plucked from the tree for me, you know. Well, it's all just rotten. It's terribly, <laughs> terribly rotten. Oh man! Oh no! It's my, <laughs> it's my Chinese takeout from three weeks ago. I forgot <laughs> it in the fridge. All right, I'll I'll dive into the the horrific misinformation that probably indirectly led to people's deaths. Now, are we? Okay, quick question. Because this is one problem that I've come over when I've been researching stuff. A lot of the sources that I look at are debunking or talking about it from a rational, normal perspective. So it's like talking about the conspiracy's flaws. When we tell the story of the conspiracies, are we meant to tell them as though they're true at the start? That's what I... Well, I kind of did the reverse last week when it when it was Roswell I told the official story and then I picked it apart this time I'm gonna just kind of go point by point through pandemic and explain some of the stuff that I think was wrong or that I know is wrong and I think that that's kind of suitable for pandemic because it's actual harmful misinformation 
with, with like the with like the big fucking trees or the Templar, I don't think anyone's gonna. <laughs> I'm going to Oak Island, and they like rent a submarine and smash it into the side of it. But I think at least with this one, I I owe it to somebody listening that I like make it as clear as possible that this is the biggest bucket of shit. Okay, so you're saying up to lose. I like that. Keep um, going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would like that. Yeah, I mean, mine is. A fun one which has kind of been debunked. But in terms of telling the conspiracy, I'm just going to tell it without any of the the rotten, disgusting, dirty truth that hinders it. We hate truth here. (laughs) That can be our slogan. (laughs) Yes! (laughs) Truth does not make me wide people happy. Truth makes me sad people leave disappointed. Okay. Okay, I'm getting into Plandemic now. So, the film opens... The film? Yeah, it's it's technically a short film. What do you call those? Like a vignette or something? Um, yeah. You, you know all those French words. It's 26 minutes long. That, that's another reason why I was like, I can do this. I can handle it. This is only 26 minutes. How bad could it be? Right away, opens up by claiming Dr. Judy Mikovitz. This is the lady who's kind of... She's the source for most of the claims in this video. That she is one of the most accomplished scientists of her generation. And that she was given praise for her research on HIV and AIDS in 1991. She had a blockbuster article in Science. And in that article, she claims that fetal tissue is unleashing plagues upon people. So right away, just firing out of the gate. Did research on AIDS. Fetal tissues killing people. And she says that because she was uncovering this uh, this plague situation, she was being silenced. She was jailed for no charges. They drummed them up. No warrant. And she claims that they planted stuff on her to, to make it more convincing. Oh, and she has a new book, Plague of Corruption, on sale now. You know, just sneaking that in. We're like two minutes into this video, and I already had to do a bunch of fact-checking. I found the article in Science from 2009 that she said in this video had something to do with fetal tissue. It has nothing to do with fetal tissue. It's about a mouse retrovirus and chronic fatigue syndrome. And in that same issue of Science, they had to issue like an article saying, Oh yeah, it looks like she fucked up. Or the people who conducted this study fucked up. The results are... The results are tainted. Off to a horrible start. In subsequent presentations at, like, different talks and stuff, she was just reusing slides and, like, graphs from unrelated experiments and putting them up on the big science board and being like, look at all this science that's happening, guys. And somebody finally caught her and was like, that's bullshit. (laughs) Like, that's from a completely different study. On top of her fucking up the experiment... In 2012, her and a bunch of other scientists replicate the experiment and they find that there's just straight up no correlation between this retrovirus and the chronic fatigue syndrome stuff. So her blockbuster article, as the film calls it, was tainted from the beginning. She used the tainted materials from it for completely different experiments and like presentations. And then when they redid the experiment, Mikovitz herself had to admit that there was no correlation. You following me so far? I'm there. I'm with you. Excellent. Now we get into the criminal stuff. When she says there's no charges brought against her, it's a crock of shit. 
they brought a civil lawsuit against her, her former employer, because they're like, hey, you brought a bunch of laboratory notes back with you home. You can't do that because you don't work for us anymore. They eventually dropped the civil suit, but it sounds like that's more due to like internal squabbling by the people suing her. But she had a lawsuit brought against her. It wasn't just, oh, you're talking about baby tissue causing a plague. Silence. It was because she is doing a bunch of shady science shit. I looked into her book, unfortunately, and she actually has two books with plague in the title. And you're an author, aren't you? I am, James. Thanks for remembering. I'm not going to plug your book because I don't even know if you told me what the book is. But, (laughs) and if you did, I'm a bad friend. But I just (laughs) want your perspective on this title. Her first book is called Plague. One Scientist's Intrepid Search for the Truth About Human Retroviruses and Chronic Fatigue Syndrome, Autism, and Other Diseases. How would you rate that title? Oh, memorable. (laughs) Um, Great for design work for the front cover. Six out of ten. Six out of ten. Could have done with some rhyming. (laughs) Not a lot of words rhyme with a retrovirus and chronic fatigue syndrome. Oh, I would love it if I could just fucking hit you with some dope bars right now, but... (laughs) Please don't. Please don't hit me with dope bars. (laughs) I don't think I could take it. The other book is Plague of Corruption, Restoring Faith in the Promise of Science, which I think is... Yeah, it's more concise and has less, like, self-flatulence inhalation. Like, she's not just whiffing her own fumes in that one. As much. There's a little bit still, but... As for the article about fetal tissue i couldn't find anything there's i don't think there's any reference to it in her mouse retrovirus article it just sounds like she made it up it just sounds completely made up uh but they're remaking the new dead space game so maybe she can like have some sort of tie-in because fetal tissue causing a horrific plague sounds like a cool like dark sci-fi setting plot device I will say that for her. Like, I'm into the vibe. I don't necessarily think it has anything to do with Corona. But, like, tell me more, sister. Like, where <laughs> we go? Where could we go with this? Because it's fun. It's funky and it's fresh. Yeah, there's a, there is a fun vibe here. I wish it was more out of just, like, a creative writing sense rather than I need to get as much money and as many people killed as possible sense. Yeah, like, put her, Rob Zombie, and, like, Guillermo del Toro in a room together for just, like, six hours and just see what creative thing sparks. Because I'm I'm buying tickets to that premiere. I think only two people are coming out of that room alive. Sorry, Rob Zombie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God! Judy and Guillermo del Toro killed Rob Zombie, no! (laughs) Oh, no, I want to see that movie! There's so many good ideas here! (laughs) And that's where they end. Her next, her next wild idea is that uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci, head of NIAID, is the uh, or NIAID. I don't know how I'm supposed to say it. I, it's a, it's the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease. She claims that since he's the head of this organization, he's the puppet master. He, he has been in charge of it for, and this is a scientific term, a long ass time. I believe, like, the mid-80s. It's not a private institution, though, so there's got to be some public oversight. He can't just treat it as his own little playground. She claims that Fauci meddled in that HIV research that she was linked to way back when, and that he tried to bully 
her, I want to say her supervisor, uh, Mr. Dr. Gallo, like, he's like, just give me the research, you son of a bitch. And, like, like literally she claims that he, like, tried to browbeat him into handing over his research. And this is a common theme throughout Plandemic, where Fauci is just an evil mastermind who makes conditions worse for people, either to benefit in some marginal way, or he's just evil. <laughs> like, there's no logical explanation why Dr. Fauci is a Captain Planet-tier evil villain. Mikovitz mentions conflicts of interest about patients regarding vaccines, and she calls for the repeal of the Bay-Dole Act, which allows people to, if they were given like government funding to study something or develop some sort of like, let's say a medicine, it allows the people that the government funded to patent the results of that research. And she wants that repealed, which I, I honestly could get behind. Like, I think it seems a little strange that public funds go towards the benefit of a private person who can then charge exorbitant rates for whatever they just developed with public funds. Kind of like insulin. Oh, I was going to say Martin Scretti. Wasn't he just a private... Is he in jail now? Yeah, and he, he had to give his Wu-Tang Clan album to the American government. What? I thought that just went to the highest bidder. Yeah, but that money goes to the state, so it's the same thing. Like, they get the property and then they get the money for it. Because he couldn't give it to them. Some sort of, you know, I don't know how the law works. I thought I thought the Wu-Tang album was in, like, the Library of Congress now. <laughs> A common theme, the, the two common themes that I find throughout Plandemic are Fauci wants to kill Captain Planet and, like, half-truths that are really something that working-class people can get behind. So, no, I don't think Fauci is evil, Yes, I do see where there can be some moral gray areas or just straight up bad things about our healthcare system. And Dr. Mikovitz, I don't know if she's technically a doctor anymore after all the whack shit that she did, but Dr. Judy is pointing out some things that the average person would be like, yeah, how come the government can fund the development of something and then a private citizen is like, this is mine now. And you, you have to pay money for it. So she's here to save us from Bill Gates, Microsoft, Jeff Bezos, and Elon Musk. Yeah, the, the conspiracy theory that Elon Musk is an alien just trying to get back to his home planet. And Grimes, yeah. <laughs> and Grimes? I'm sorry, Grimes. No, she's I'm not a... sorry, Grimes. She, she's like, oh, I'm from the street. You ain't from the street, love. Your parents are like some, I, I don't know. They're not kings but they might have a real estate business she pretended to be homeless what yeah she said like she was homeless or something I, th i've only seen like one and a half tiktoks on it which is you know 90 seconds of information but yeah we don't <laughs> like grimes anymore grimes is canceled yeah she's canceled along with Billie eilish what no what happened to her somebody was criticizing her music on tiktoks and then she was like yeah but at least my tits are bigger than yours which one is body shaming <laughs> we don't do that we don't do that here billy okay we empower other women Whoa. and two billy used to be all like don't look at my body just appreciate my music and then for her to be like hmm, look at my tits actually now that she's turned 18 is like a big 180 for everyone that really went with the vibe <laughs> of the whole like don't look at me don't sexualize me i'm not an object you know but do if you want to that's also empowerment but just don't tell other women about their tits you're your argument is wrong because I've got big mommy milkers, you idiot. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh no, Billy. 
don't know. Go about back that to one. your rich parents too, love. <laughs> oh <right>? no! <laughs> it's rich parents all the way down. <laughs> all right, back to the back to the sad American healthcare system. Uh, the host, Finally. whose name is Mickey, is interesting. <laughs> don't laugh. Nobody laugh. He didn't pick it. I think he may have picked it. Um, he points out that people would stand to make obscene amounts of money if mandatory vaccines were pushed through. Again, that's like a legitimate concern. If somebody with public funding developed a vaccine and then they're like, this is mine now. You need to pay me to get it. They would make like, again, another scientific term, ass loads of money. That's like stupid money. Whatever. Dr. Mikovitz like just counter punches them right away. Like, y- you're making too much sense. Yeah millions would die if they took this vaccine and she claims that there is no vaccine including the rna virus whatever that's being used that's authorized in any significant way and i found out that this is 100 percent true if you don't count vaccines for measles mumps rubella polio well, the biggest and, hits. Yeah, and uh, probably some other inconsequential viruses I didn't bother to research. The list seemed pretty long, but I figured since uh, Mikovitz didn't care, I shouldn't either. Uh, she also believes that the virus was manipulated and studied in a laboratory and then made yeah. its way out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, like, the initial, yeah, they really gaslit the virus whilst it was in the laboratory, like, telling it was worthless. Uh, I did a tiny amount of research... Uh, oh god! I, 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 oh uh, no, no! I just realized what I said after this. This is a direct quote: doing tiny amounts of research while eating Pringles and looking at lewd pictures of Lightning McQueen in my Discord. I was able to discover the first instance of people saying that a laboratory was responsible for making the virus came from an unpublished, non-peer-reviewed article whose only proof was that the laboratory was a near a seafood market in Wuhan. And the original authors of that article retracted it. So again, just some lazy Wisconsinite guy just stuffing Pringles in his face found this in about, I would say, two minutes. What, like, also, what constitutes an article? Like, if I wrote a blog post, is that an article like do i or have a do i need a phd i've got a master's degree does that give me part of an article can i write the intro you can write the intro and the outro you just can't write the body but they yeah it was unpublished and they retracted it and it wasn't peer-reviewed so the the originator of this laboratory theory walked it back and they're like no we didn't have any real proof sorry everyone she claims that the virus originated with SARS-1 and mutated to this point in a decade. And she says that she thinks it would take centuries for this process to occur naturally. Sources, trust me, bro. Please trust me. I'm very credible. She believed it happened in between the North Carolina laboratories at Fort Detrick and the Wuhan laboratory. Again, all of this is disputed by doctors who weren't fired and stole stuff from their laboratories. So I'm kind of inclined to believe them. I did hear that there was somebody that worked in both laboratories, though. That they were in Wuhan and then they went to... I I thought it was a Canadian lab. I heard that at the start of the pandemic, everyone was like saying, oh, it's... It's intentional, they developed it there, they brought it over, and it's this one guy that did it. Do you have the same sources as Judy? I mean, like, we're in the same WhatsApp group, but I don't know if that (laughs) (laughs) that impacts anything. 
Where will independent think is that? Oh, don't. Please don't get me started on that shit. They lay that on thick later on in the in the film. So they don't have credibility, but they do have really fun headlines that just like flash in front of you during this. A headline like revealed U.S. government gave 3.7 million grant to Wuhan lab at center of coronavirus leak scrutiny that was performing experiments on bats from the caves where the disease is believed to have originated. And this was, uh, was this the Daily Mail? That was the Daily Mail. So, Sounds you know, it's like, really yeah. good and credible. Yeah. But even that article, which she put in her video, or technically Mickey put it in the video, points out that this stuff is being put forward by conspiracy theorists and that there aren't many solid sources saying anything that backs it up. But everyone's favorite used car salesman turned political ghoul, Matt Gates showed up. I was very excited that he somehow weaseled his way into this conspiracy. Um, and he weighs in to let everyone know how disgusted he is to hear that Americans are funding science, I guess. He's, <laughs> he's very upset. Mickey asks her to reconcile her conspiracy with, like, citizen deaths. Like, hey, the this idea that coronavirus is fake, kind of quirky and epic, how do you explain the piles of dead bodies? And... She claims that the government just lumps people in that died from other shit, and then they say it was COVID. And then they bring, like, they, they show actual footage of doctors claiming that they're being pressured to add COVID to death certificates. There's, uh, there's a guy that I refer to as extremely fuzzy doctor, because the camera quality is so shit. And he talks <laughs> about encouraging people to ask different sources and to not be paralyzed with fear. Kind of like your WhatsApp group. You know, we're in, we're independent thinkers here. And then <laughs> Smarmy Doctor is another one that looks like he's from Scrubs or some shit. Um, he, he's like, why are we being pressured to add COVID to death certificates? And he says that it's being incentivized with Medicare dollars. Apparently your, your hospital or whatever gets 13000 for a patient admitted to the hospital with COVID. 39,000 if they go on the ventilator again like this is actually something that I heard my my mom talk about since she actually works in like a nursing home so she she's somewhat tied to the medical field and I think a lot of this just stems from there that our healthcare system is broken over here. There is like stupidly high amounts of money getting thrown around. And so your average person would be like, wow, that's fucked up and believable. I thought that there was a slightly opposite thing going on in that COVID deaths weren't being attributed to COVID and other things, even though COVID was sort of the trigger and the exacerbator. So like that's how we were like keeping numbers down to oh. trick people into thinking that it wasn't as bad as it was Over or like you? trump might be like i don't know i'm not sure but i mean like trump might be like oh the figures aren't as, like, really that bad do you don't need to wear a mask right because this guy really died of a heart attack even though that was brought on by covid I, like strangely enough people are getting both sides of it then because if you if you buy this conspiracy then you don't think that covid exists or it's not nearly as bad as people say it is so therefore the people who are dying from it you can claim it's from other stuff and people are just inflating the numbers do you see what i'm saying yeah mickey man is like why was italy hit so hard by this 
And Judy just replies that Italians are old as balls and they used a shit vaccine and that's why they're all dying. And then they just move on from that. It's like a 30, it's like a 30, okay, they don't use that language, but it's like 30 seconds or it's like they're old and their vaccine was tested on dogs. What are you going to do? Forget about it. And then they just, they just go on. We're in like rapid fire mode. Oh God, can I say this word? They start talking about hydroxychloroquine. Bald, dark shirt doctor. Yeah, I have really good, I have really good notes. Says that hydroxychloroquine and zinc work well. But Fauci said those treatments haven't been tested. So then Bald Doctor is like, oh yeah, Fauci, well, your vaccine, was that put through a double-blind placebo study? Fuck you, nerd. He doesn't say fuck you, nerd, but he basically <laughs> meant it. 2,300 doctors in 30 countries ranked hydroxychloroquine as the most effective treatment for the virus. Again, I did a little bit of research because I'm in that WhatsApp group. And I found conflicting reports, studies, experiments, all that happy shit. Again, I'm not an expert. I'm going to sound like a broken record on this podcast, but I don't feel comfortable talking about shit that I don't actually know a ton about. She mentions hydroxychloroquine has a drug, or no, no, there's a drug containing hydroxychloroquine called ceramin, um, or ceramin. It's ceramin. She just talks weird. And it gave kids with autism a voice. And then she says, inexplicably, it's gone. We can't use it anymore. Have you have you heard of it before, Clem? No. It's because it's gone. <laughs> Except, of course, the World Health Organization frequently uses it to treat African sleeping sickness and river blindness. And they hand it out for free on the regular. Uh, the bit about autism that Mikovitz refers to is a one-time study conducted by a doctor who found that Sermon provided momentary improvement in core symptoms of autism spectrum disorder. Mikovitz is right that it isn't approved to be used like this, maybe because side effects include minor discomforts like diarrhea, headaches, joint pain, and vomiting. I mean, that's... I think they just pop that on the side effects of everything there, don't they? That's that, That's sort of like the catch-all. Yeah, it's pretty good. Like, just pop that on. <laughs> Even if it. never had any side effects ever, pop it on. Pop a bit yeah. of di diarrhea on that one, just in case. <laughs> oh, please don't say it like that. A smug doctor comes back and talks about masks, claims that his immune system is used to working, getting in contact with bacteria and viruses. He regularly smears himself in shit head to toe just to become a superhero. Um, and just be impervious to all disease. And he believes that wearing masks causes immune system to weaken, that when you wear, wear a mask, you're like slowly lowering your power level. Another doctor thinks, yeah, you shouldn't wear masks and gloves in public unless you're old or immunocompromised, and that when we reopen, we're all going to die of disease if we keep doing this. Which, I was pretty sad when that actually happened, when we finally got the go-ahead to take our masks off in the supermarket, and we just started dropping like flies. Is that true? <laughs> no, no, I'm still oh. alive. <laughs> well, I mean, it makes sense, right? That, like, your immune system would get weaker? Yeah, I guess so. That's why they, like, eat dirt. It's true. I mean, also, you know, like, thousands of strains of flu died off during this period, so there's less to get compromised. But, but I can see how... That could like, cause I mean, I've sat down for eighteen months because of the pandemic, and my muscles have gone. So why wouldn't the same thing happen for my immune system? That's fair, and I'm sure there's like some 
there's some truth to it but he's acting like it's gonna be like a catastrophic failure of like our immune systems there's a part about how big tech is pitting citizens against each other where it's like we'd be all on the same side if uh big tech wasn't in our way like come on guys you'd all be on the pandemic train if you just looked up from your facebooks and your instagrams so it's a call it's a call to action it's centering it on people's rights join my whatsapp group free thinkers against rob zombie <laughs> i've never used whatsapp in my life can you name it stuff like that yeah for sure. You can name it whatever you want, and you can pick a little image. You'd have the best time making a little Photoshop logo for your WhatsApp group. James, you should start one just for that. I think you'd find it really fulfilling. Uh, Judy is super sad about how you don't get funded if you don't tow the party line, in quotes. She says that she wakes up doctors with her education company. It starts to sound really cultish towards the end. I personally blame... She wakes up She's like yell the name at the of it at them when they're asleep. <laughs> Coronavirus isn't real. <laughs> Anthony Fauci was mean to me twenty years ago one time. Wake up! Oh, oh, okay. So we're at the end. We're at the end, and the the documentary closes with like Fauci back in 2017 saying there's going to be a surprise epidemic in the immediate future. And then it just kind of like fades out. And I just wanted to end on this note that on Judy Mikovitz's Wikipedia page, it's fairly neutral about her throughout it. But then at the end, there's a little bit of sass in the see also section. There's a guy named Rashid Buttar, who's a fellow controversial uh, medicine practitioner. And then there's the pages for quackery and snake oil. <laughs> Which I thought, I thought that was pretty funny. It's cute. Yeah. Um, and I think that sums up my feelings about Plandemic. It's a video that attempts to lay things out with like a veneer of science and legitimacy. But it can't help but go big, smearing Fauci and having this big dramatic call to action for its audience in the name of like, uh, save your rights and your loved ones. And it's, it's really, like, you can buy into parts of it. You There's there's some believable portions to it. But it's full of, it's just, like, full of holes. And it tries really hard to make Judy seem like a messiah. So, that's Plandemic. That's what I got. Oh, well, thanks, James. And more importantly, Judy, <laughs> for that. Yeah. Thanks for putting Rob Zombie in the dirt. <laughs> Um, I shall, shall I delve into mine? I mean, what else would we do? Well, I didn't know if there was like a, if you had like a fun interactive portion planned. Um, <laughs> no, go, go find your, go find your nearest, uh, <laughs> chemical waste disposal area and just wallow around in it for a bit and see what kind of fun and communicable diseases you pick up. Yeah, you don't have to do it right now, Clem. You can see <laughs> You can do that later. You can pause this and... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just Googling my closest one. You ready, James? Are you ready for uh, conspiracy number two? I'm ready for what's sure to be an infinitely more lighthearted romp than Plandemic. That much is true. It's a lot shorter. It's a lot more lighthearted. And I think that that's a good balance for this episode. And I'm glad I didn't stick to my original plan delving back into the serpent priests of your, of, your of my what? three years ago 
I read it comment received over 30,000 upvotes from an account that has since been deleted. But why would somebody with over 30,000 karma from a single comment delete their account? We all know that fake internet points such as retweets, Reddit karma and Bitcoin are an invaluable currency. Perhaps deleted knew too much. Perhaps deleted was deleted. It's good, isn't it? That was good. I, I got really scared when I heard your bank teller voice. Me too. I don't know how to read and do my normal voice. I'll try both. You can, we'll see just, how it goes. Just read and talk normal. I can't, James. I, I, my normal voice takes a lot of effort to make this irritating. Do I, do I sound weird when I read? No, I mean, you sound the same all the time. That's good. In early 2018... No, I can't do it. I had to do it in my bang voice. Wait, was that my bang voice? Or you was were, that my you were like voice? halfway. You were like... Yeah. I, yeah. You yeah. were getting there. You you have okay. to read like that? Yeah. Oh my god. I don't know. That's my voice. No, this is your voice right now. <laughs> They're all real. In early 2018... Deleted replied to a thread about the most believable conspiracy theories, writing, Mattress Firm is some sort of giant money laundering scheme. They are fucking everywhere and always empty. I remember seeing four mattress firms all on each corner of an intersection once. There is no way there is such a demand for mattresses. Minutes later, Deleted edited his comment. A few people seem confused. I'm talking about multiple of the same mattress store, all in close proximity to each other. Not different mattress companies. Like, if there were four different companies all next to each other, I get that. But these are the same company. Fergnori <laughs> read deleted comment with excitement and replied, We literally were just talking about this at my office. We're in a small shopping centre, literally two other mattress firms in our section, separate storefronts. And one directly across the street from our shopping centre. We never see anyone in there. No matter the time of day or the day of the week. The only time I ever see anyone exit the building or enter is the guy taking his smoke breaks. Either it's a front for something or the world's most boring job. This exchange spawned a flurry of blog posts, videos and amateur sleuthing from content creators. Resulting in what I've deemed the big sleep too, don't remember foam. I'm sure if I was a cultured person who watched movies, I would I would have gotten that, and I would have. Um, Wait, hold on. <laughs> Edit that in, Polly. Edit it back to when she said the thing. Nothing to do with the big sleep. That was just a that film is. title that fit. I don't know what the big sleep is. This is irrelevant. It's Raymond Chandler wrote it. The big sleep is just a film, but that's re- don't remember foam. Like a memory foam mattress, but don't remember. Don't forget it because it's a conspiracy. Don't don't look at us. We're not laundering money. Don't forget what you've seen. Don't. Re- <clears throat> so people who know nothing about James. What? What? I'm gonna do my own laughing for that one. Okay. <laughs> uh, <wait. laughs> Weird. I I just heard myself laugh behind me. <laughs> so. People who know nothing about mattresses might wonder, well, how is this all unusual? What's so conspiratorial about the proximity of the storefronts? Well, mattresses are a thick, expensive rectangle of comfort. Same. And typically something you'd... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and 
probably something you'd only buy like maybe once a decade. So why, in a sleepy corner of bumfuck Alabama, are there four mattress firms on the only crossroads out of town, even when the presence of one might seem a little optimistic? Great question. And it goes deeper. It's not only in the deep southern underbelly that we see the suspicious sleepy time capitalist facade. <laughs> you might think that in the state of West Virginia, between the old tin baths of underbrush moonshine and someone getting married in a pink camo wedding dress, the three rundown mattress stores are the kind of unusual that are par for the shady course. But if you look towards the metropolitan hubbub of New York, there are 32 Sleepy's mattress stores in Manhattan. Wait, wait, wait. It's, now, watch, it's the what? same, like, franchise? Yeah. Oh, I thought... Yeah, you... that's what Delete had had a problem I... with, because he was like, they're all the same one, dude. I thought you were just doing, like, a little, like, a little funny, like, that's what the people in the UK call mattress stores. Like, a little Sleepy's. So they're... <laughs> I don't know, that sounds believable. Sleepy's Mattresses is a store. It's a real, like, and Mattress Firm is the name of a mattress store. Okay, okay. Two. Not just any mattress firm. But um, there are 32 Sleepy's Mattress stores in Manhattan. Holy shit. And I watched a Bloomberg video that pointed this out and said that by comparison, Best Buy, your everyday electrical store, only has six locations in the same area. What are they hiding? Is it an underground mattress fighting ring of the super elite? <laughs> Is there a rare alloy in those supple coils that common folk are sleeping on, both literally and figuratively? Oh, or, <laughs> I see what's going on here. The popular theory is, as I've said, are they just a front for laundering money and criminal activity? You know, we've all seen Breaking Bad. There's always money in the banana stand. Yeah, we get it. Money laundering is cool and I respect it. <laughs> I want to know, I'm hearing a lot about mattress firms. Where are the soft mattresses? That was a joke that was made in the Reddit thread, and I will not be stealing <laughs> it, but you thought, out, you thought of it yourself, so therefore it is allowed in the podcast. Thanks. Um, but it wasn't just those two comments. The entire thread contains myriad anecdotes of sussy mattress-adjacent activities, such as this edition from We Feel Like Bandits. Holy shit, thanks for confirming this. My family has been speculating for years because there are literally five locations in a one-mile stretch of road near us. I'm not even exaggerating. All five on the same street. Two of them even face each other. Like the employees can wave at each other from the front window if they want. And then the maps came. Others that were previously less keen-eyed started to look for gaggles of mattress stores in their local areas. And as this is a podcast, I'm going to respect the medium and skip the in-depth visuals. <laughs> but for anyone playing along at home who wants a smoking gun, pop open Google Maps and search for Mattress Firm in Shamburg, Illinois. <laughs> I'll say no more. I will say no. I'll, I'm going to keep saying stuff because I haven't finished. But I'll, like, just do that one in your own I time. You're say, Ideally now. I you're going to say, <laughs> if you want a smoking gun, open up Google Maps on your computer and shoot it. <laughs> Shoot your monitor. That's the, that's the twist ending to this episode. Tune in next week. Did you know that Charles Dickens invented the cliffhanger? James? This was going to be a cliffhanger. In an episode on the topic of conspiracy mattresses, Freakonomics estimated that there are 9,200 mattress stores in the US, whilst a quick Google tells me that there are 14,000 McDonald's. So by comparison, that's about 50% more, give or take, 
McDonald's establishments than Metro stores, which does sound like a lot, but consider that globally, McDonald's sells almost 2.4 billion burgers a year. That 50% discrepancy suddenly seems like more of a deficit, given the like one mattress a decade we typically buy. Other than the sheer abundance of these sort of like ghost mattress stores, filled with nothing but composite foam slabs and lonely chain-smoking employees, it's also important to note the locations. I mentioned earlier that these clusters of storefront facades are stretched across the US from like rural areas to bustling cities. Interestingly, they're rarely on the high street. They're never slid between like, you know, like Apple and the Gap. They're nestled in weird locations in back streets, crossroads, and in New York, can often be found on the first and second floors of buildings. Which is, you know, logistically alarming. That's where my red flags start to pop up. If I was going to open a store selling a product bigger than a doorframe and heavier than the guy buying it, I wouldn't put it upstairs. That's a street level job. That one. Always put mattresses on the ground floor, I say. Save the second floor for anything that can be carried in a single arm by a single person. And you are always saying that. Like we have to. Edit, I like, do. That's one of my listen, common phrases. One of, the, one of the biggest hurdles editing these episodes is you just like incoherently <laughs> talking about putting mattress firms on the ground floor. Ground like floor. We're, I'm trying to talk yeah. about Roswell, and you just. You know, uh, did you know Roswell has a mattress firm, and it's on the third story? I'm just. <laughs> I'm just glad I'm finally getting through, TJ. I'm glad the message is sinking in. It's all, it's all paying off. It's the only reason I started the podcast, you, was to spread this can message. Can you just throw them off the roof or out of a window onto the car? Despite my well-known saying, I have never actually attempted to move a mattress. It sucks before. ass. It is a horrible process. That Right? So wouldn't you put it on the ground floor? Oh, absolutely. Um, and what's that thing yeah. that goes underneath a mattress? Like the... Uh... The bed. Isn't the mattress the bed? No, the bed's the be- the bed frame. The, no, there's like the box thing that goes underneath it. What is that? The bed. That's the bed? You just call that the bed? Yeah. Okay, new conspiracy, but we'll save that for another episode. Okay. <laughs> you know what you might put on a second floor, though, James? Aliens. A duffel bag of illegal drug money. A, a suitcase of Epstein billions. Or a fanny pack of McAfee's hit money. Those would all be much easier to take to a second floor than a mattress. The Wu-Tang album. (laughs) Yeah, something cute and petite like that. Not something that needs to support my body weight for two presidential terms whilst my metabolism declines. So, that, in a nutshell, is the mattress conspiracy. What are they hiding? What's the true purpose? Did the devs get lazy? Or is it just a glitch in reality's (laughs) procedural generation? Who knows? James, thoughts, theories, uh, recommendations for spine support? I would... <laughs> um, <laughs> bro, we'll be here all night if we're talking about spine support. Um, <laughs> I, I honestly would buy the money laundering thing the most. That That's just such an insanely high volume of something that you don't need that much of. And, like, it's not like how Walmart will oversaturate an area... In order to, like, strangle the competition. You've heard of that, right? How they'll, like, just... Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think anyone's gunning for sleepy spot at number one. Are they? Like, there's no... There's no mattress firm wars going on behind the scenes, are there? 
Well, I mean, like, if you want me to pull back the curtain, which I never like to do, because as you say, we hate the truth here. We do. It is, to a degree, explained away by market share. They want to just saturate the market. And because where they're often situated, the locations on second floors or in these weird back alleys or whatever is cheaper property, and the margins on mattresses are so high, they only need to sell often like 12 mattresses a month to stay afloat because they have like one member of staff too. The rent's really low. It advertises their brand on on the front of the store for free. And people typically, you don't need to have them in these like high sort of footfall locations because people don't see a mattress and impulse buy a mattress. They know that they want one already. Yeah. So you don't need it like on the first floor in the middle of the high street. You just need people to have your mattress store in mind and yours to be the first one they can get to when they do go out to buy a mattress. But back to McAfee's hit money. (laughs) I feel like... (laughs) Back to the real truth. Let's play with that a little bit more. Oh, I thought you had something to... (laughs) I thought you were going to say, like, John McAfee. uh... I don't have my fucking Dead Man Switch website ready, James. I'm not talking about (laughs) McAfee's hit money. You you heard about where his, uh, his Dead Man Switch like thing led people right is that finished now i from what i saw it showed like an image like a satellite photo of a diamond mine in sierra leone yeah i think that's what it no, was. I, saw, I saw that but I, th- I thought there was still like further countdowns like more to be revealed probably i hope it zooms in on the diamond mine and there's a sleepies in there or it's just the stick bug oh my god <laughs> <laughs> Oh, McAfee jokester. But that's not even the original uh, Dead Man Switch, right? It's the, the Dead Man Switch was, like, taken down. Really? It's just a replacement website. Yeah, so this one's just a, a random one that somebody made. Oh. All right. Should we uh, pop these bad Ooh, boys oh. together in a boxing <laughs> that match? That was the whole mattress one? Yes, James. I told we, you it was neat and quiet and fun. I thought we were going to chew on it a little bit and think of the possibilities. Like, we've got money laundering, but, like... I could also, just off the top of my head, it could be number stations. That would be an easy, benign cover for number stations. What? Did you just put all conspiracy lists in the random number generator again? No, no, no. no. I just, it's a little teaser. Like, you know, I, you know what a number station is, right? Yeah. Okay. But for those at home who might not. Oh. Yeah, yeah. You're supposed to. You're supposed no, to... I don't know, James. Please t- explain Thank to me. Thank you, Clementa, for playing along with my jape. Um, <laughs> if you wanted to have some some inconspicuous place from which to broadcast uh, coded messages, I can think of no place that would be as boring and unsuspicious. Inconspicuous is probably the right word. Than a fucking mattress place. If I was a spy or somebody just into weird shit like that, prior to the infamous Reddit thread, I probably would not think about mattress firms at all in my search. True. But in that case, why put four of them in one corner? Like, just have one. I feel it's going to, like, get you Reddit threaded. (laughs) No one's writing Reddit threads about singular stores. Maybe it's like you have two that are real and two that are the the number, <laughs> so that like whoever decides to finally act on impulse, they get it wrong, and then they feel really bad and they don't do it again. And if they get it right, then you just you you get them whacked, you whack them off. I mean, what is what's the proliferation of number stations? I thought there's like you know like 
two. <laughs> and conveniently enough, the numbers stand for one and two. <laughs> I thought there was... I I haven't done a ton of research, but I assume that like most major cities probably have one. Still? Maybe. I, you know... I know I said I wouldn't talk out of my ass about things that I don't know, but I'm just gonna, with no evidence, I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> we hate the truth. I thought they here. were just like... <laughs> I thought they were just residual war relics well who's paying the bills for them though like that's that's money that's being wasted like <laughs> the electricity bill on my old number station that's true good point i didn't think about that i thought it was just sort of like left on <laughs> oh shit yeah uh <laughs> the director of the fbi is driving home oh no i left the number station on <laughs> Taps his, like, pockets in his ass. Like, which, what, what did I forget? Fuck, the number station. Just busting into every sleepies he can find. Oh, no. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not here to buy a mattress. He has to tranquilize all of them. Oh, God. This is so much paperwork. All right, James. Let's uh, pitch these two together in the boxing ring with believability coming ding, first. Ding. Which do you think is more likely? Honestly, the... The sleepies being a, a ruse for something initially, like you, you, you kind of sucked me in there with the with the tail, and then as soon as you told me about the market saturation, though, I didn't want to. You forced me to do that with your other real life example of market saturation, asking me if I understood what it was, and I couldn't ever say I don't <laughs> understand something, so I had to say yes. You ever hear a Walmart, you dummy? <laughs> the ultimate bait. <laughs> But but on the flip side, like pandemic is just a it's just a clown show. The only parts of it that I kind of buy are the over reporting of COVID deaths in order to secure more funding. I I could believe that. I don't think that's necessarily my my country's healthcare system is a nightmare hellscape fueled by profit. So that seems believable. The rest of it thrown in the trash. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that is absolutely something that your government would do to to get more money or, like, whomever is in control of, like, profiting off of the sick and dying. But I also think that the numbers weren't high enough for that. I think, like, you want to... You repress the numbers because you want to look like you're doing a good job at holding it back. So I don't know. Like, I'm, on, I'm definitely on the fence. I can see, like we said, how both sides of that work. Whereas with Mattress conspiracy whilst i you know i get it the market saturation but why would you still put them all on like four different corners of the same fucking crossroads like spread them out like a mile apart or something in the comparison with mcdonald's was that's insane like that that goes beyond market saturation because like you said you don't need to sell a ton of mattresses to be fine like the fact that it even remotely approaches mcdonald's and it's one brand i thought you said that that was just the number of that is that's general mattress stores but regardless that's too many and to have four of the same mattress store so that they can actually look it out of the window and see the other one if you're gonna saturate the market spread them out a little bit throughout the town yeah like if there were just four mattress stores a little bit sussy but i get it you're just trying to like monopolize but putting them all on the same corner so everyone has to drive the same distance from wherever they're coming from and they still only see your store if they go through that road and they'd see it anyway, it's still a little bit 
I'm and my eyebrows are slightly raised. I'm not entirely buying their freakonomics explanation that's all rational and and about things that make sense. Yeah, I'll I'll give hook to Sleepy's mattress firm because yeah, I I've seen shit like that with gas stations, but gas stations have like they're they're popular. People need to go to them frequently. It's not a once a decade purchase. Uh, yeah, the the mattress shit is sussy. I'll I'll give the hook to to Sussy Magoo. Sussy yeah. Okay, deep impact. I, I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> hmm, some money laundering, millions dead, okay. avoidable. <laughs> it could have been the money laundering from the pandemic. What money laundering yeah. from the pandemic? From the. From all the hospital money that they're getting legitimately. Oh, that, you know, that <laughs> no. was something I was going to say, but then I, like, I unfucked my brain, and I was like, maybe they're just, they have a bunch of firms so that they can supply, like, hospitals and hotels, and there's probably a shit ton of hotels in New York, right? But then they probably just, like, get them bulk ordered from someplace rather than have a bunch of people go to some shitty firm. No, I do like the idea of like twelve bellboys walking down Fifth Avenue, <laughs> carrying like sixteen hope, mattresses between them, like a big pile. <laughs> Maybe singing a little song, do little, there's some chimney sweeps around. <laughs> Liv Tyler's there. She's not involved. She's just yeah, there. she's watching. She's, she's wilding. Um, but I do think Deep Impact. I would even as much as I loathe to give any credit to Plandemic, the implications of it if. If we accept it all at face value and we're like, yeah, the head of our, like, one of our lead medical institutions is the puppet of this evil doctor and he's just fucking with people for no reason, I'd say that's a fairly big impact. I Yeah, I don't have a rebuttal for that one. Although, I will say, I wouldn't be surprised. And that's sad. But I'd just be like, yeah, another fuck thing happened. Yeah. But the impact would be <laughs> a strong impact. Yeah, the the mattress thing would just be like a fun fact. Like, did you know in the in the early twenty twenties they found out that Sleepy's mattress was actually a mob front? I'd be like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I take the deep impact. It's mine. All right. The category formerly known as Inception. Which one's the coolest? Pandemic is the saddest thing ever and it's not cool at all it's just smug and stupid i don't think it's that inventive like everyone was saying that shit like every time anything bad happens someone's like oh by the way it's probably the government planning it they hate us they're gonna kill us all they want to mind control us they want to distract us right whereas with the mattress thing some dudes just go and hold on that's a lot of that's a lot of mattress yeah mattress one's fun it doesn't have an easy explanation right away and even if you do say like oh market saturation that's still a lot of market saturation it's too much james i think that they're covering up with the argument of market market saturation but it is the mafia and aliens and honestly there's so many maybe sleepies rents out their their firms for various conspiratorial purposes elon musk is housing his alien family there until he can get the the rocket back to space (laughs) 
Yeah, I think it's much better. And the fact that like so many people came together on that Reddit thread and were like, I've thought this, I've noticed this, it happens in my town. And then people were like screenshotting Google Maps and like sending it to the thread, like, hey, I'm here too, and here too. And it was just so prolific that everyone like sensible was like, hold on, something's a bit, something's going on. Yeah. It like, it reached the masses more than like, hey, the earth is hollow and the Nazis live there. I think it's a fun one because like, it's a conspiracy that anybody can get into if you're willing to do a little bit of research and then you can like go look and see. But it's not like a dumb one like chemtrails where it's like, I don't know what that is in the sky, must be poison. It's like, that's a mattress place right there in front of me. It says sleepies on it. Why is that shit there when I turn around and I see sleep? Oh, God, it's getting close. <laughs> yeah, like, I feel like this is an A-level project and it passed with flying colors. I'm going to get into my first choice university for this conspiracy. Thank you. Yeah, this is this is a pretty solid one. I I have no qualms handing handing the dubski over to Sleepy's Mattress Conspiracy Import Emporium. That's two. That's two. Like, we're taking home... We're taking home the dub mattresses. Mattress dub. Good job, guys. Good. Can't wait to sleep on you tonight. (laughs) Gonna be a special one. (laughs) Terrible. Okay. Lovely. Lovely. Terrible. Clem, do you have any other... uh, closing remarks before we plug our social media no that was gonna be my closing remark just thanks for listening anyone that has been super appreciate having you around please follow our social media at clashpiracy on twitter and james i think you've been dabbling in the i've been making terrible terrible posts on instagram some of them are photoshopped some of them are just pointing out the truth like why there's a picture of three astronauts on the moon with their helmets off Posing for a photo op, I think that's a little sus. So I will be unveiling more truth evidence and posting it on Instagram. I think that was a pretty good sell. I can't wait. I think that was a pretty good. That was a good. That yeah. was a good sell. I was. I was invested. I wanted to hear more. I was so. I was so invested. I. I didn't even speak when I should have to make this an engaging experience for anyone listening. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks for. Thanks for inviting me over. It was. You know, the weather was a little choppy, but my hang glider got there, so...